because you watch trailers these days and it's like yeah oh <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> reminds me of the vanessa bear bit in barry where she's like we need something that's more uh-huh and less uh. <laughs> before we get into today's main feature main squeeze you saw there were like two guy Ritchie films that came out right yeah and one you gonna make me pull up my stuff <laughs> Well, pull up your stuff. I know the last one was you know, the most. Oh, recent. I did. Yeah, two equally uh, unlikely. Well, not unlikely. I heard they were both pretty decent too. Yeah, but it's funny because so. Oh yeah. Okay. There have been two Guy Ritchie movies this year. Okay, so far. Who God who knows what he's got on the docket? But there was Operation Fortune. I don't know what it's Fortune. I don't know how it's pronounced. Rose de Guerre. Was it spelled like Fortune? It was another J. <laughs> it was, but I. it feels like with Guy Ritchie, like you do whatever you want. Okay. Fortune. It was a, another Jason Statham by way of Guy Ritchie, and uh, it was, you know, pretty par for the course in terms of the stuff he's turned out in the last 10 years with Jason Statham, but worse in the sense that I think it, it underwent a ton of changes in post because of two things. One was bankruptcy by a studio. That may be hearsay. I can't confirm. But it was felt. <laughs> and also, it had a plot line that I think revolved around, and this is, again, I've read this. I don't know if it's true. Plot line that revolved around uh, baddies that were Ukrainian, which, of course, because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine early last year, oh. was scrapped for something else that I can't even remember because the third act of the film was was like, I don't even know. Dang. Overall, uh, Rose de Guerre, Operation Fortune was pretty fun. I mean... It's not going to go down in the top That's half. That's the title of the whole film? Yeah, it was It was Operation Fortune Rose de Guerre, I think, which is another language for something. <laughs> but it was fun. Uh, a lot of it was pretty pretty well done by Guy Ritchie standards, but ultimately as a cohesive storytelling venture, the movie was not very good. I mean, Guy Ritchie has a lot of hits. Anyway, the second film he did this year was The Covenant, which I totally didn't plan on seeing. It looked like a total... It, you know, the first thing I thought when I saw the trailer was it's one of those one for you, one for me yeah. flicks that the yeah. directors do for studios. Like, would, would that have been for him or for the studio? For the studio, because oh. it was totally, A, it was totally a departure from what Guy Ritchie's main brand is these days, which okay. is what Operation Fortune was. Okay. But also, it looked like just utter soap opera garbage. Yeah. It looked, from the trailer, it looked like Jake Gyllenhaal was phoning it in. It looked like the story was a total wash. Not interesting. It was a friend of mine that pulled me to the theater to see it. And I got to say, it was a pretty solid flick. Really? Yeah, it was Jake Gyllenhaal, which his performance was whatever. But it was, he was, uh, I don't think this is even based on a true story, but he was in Afghanistan in the Iraq war era. I don't remember what the, con, you know, the finer details. But he was there, his squad was ambushed, and most of the film revolves around him being pulled like, an ex- a crazy distance across the desert by his translator who was from you know the area and pulled back to <laughs> to safety and he goes back to living his life in the states with trauma wow. he feels like he can't move on until he saves he goes back to save his translator because his translator after the fact just had to stay there uh and live in yeah fear because the story became so well known in that area of the Middle East that like people were always like it became like folklore. And so the translator or the interpreter, whatever his role was, became kind of a fugitive in his own region. And so Jake Gyllenhaal feels compelled 
And this becomes like the main driving point of his character. He feels compelled to go back and save him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes back, full spoilers, uh, he gets him out. <laughs> he goes back and he gets him out. They have this wonderful bromance. And that's the movie. Nothing special, but it was just a really solid film, especially considering how much of a departure it was from Guy Ritchie's style. The action was well shot. The drama was strong. The The standout star being the dude who played the interpreter, who I want to say his name. I'm going to have to look it up, though. I think it was Dar Salim, who I recognized from something else. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in Game of Thrones, The Devil's Double. But yeah, he was great. Absolutely killed it. Jake Gyllenhaal was whatever. <laughs> I love Jake. Jake, this isn't the movie people are going to remember him for. And nor Guy Ritchie. But it was good. It was fine. You know? What would, like, what, if you could grade it? Because I, I feel like I'm still not picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, that. if I had to grade it, I'd call it a solid B. Okay. It's like... So it's not like a C film. It's like a really good B film. If you got two hours to kill on a weekend and there's nothing else to see in the theater, go watch The Covenant. Otherwise, just catch it on VOD at home in the privacy of your own. Like The Nice Guys. No, I mean, The Nice Guys was really fun. It's another one of those films I'd say people should spring for considering the creativity of it the covenant was good but it was like there was nothing exceptional about it was it very militaristic military oh yeah pretty gung-ho i mean if i was more of a political person i'd almost call it propaganda because it's like yeah but that wasn't the point of the film it was about the relationship between these characters and jake gyllenhaal's character's journey it wasn't like a. so it's like kind of like green book but without the green book yeah i guess so (laughs) <laughs> I have never I haven't thought about it was like it, that was it oh, I was just joking it was a total joke oh yeah but it could be it's like I could have said it was like Zombieland but without the zombie yeah well it's one of those movies and I like to think of it like this in six months I'm not gonna remember I saw this <laughs> but, I, you, it, but you barely remembered you saw it today <laughs> but it was but it was good okay you know but it wasn't great I, I okay I want to talk about movies that I thought were speaking of great great yeah <laughs> We're talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, my God. Movie of the year? M-O-T-Y? Best picture? Listen. Uh, Listen. I think... Can I? (laughs) There's already been one great Mario Brothers movie. (laughs) With Johnny... Liguzmo. Oh, my god. Do we need... Did we really need... A sequel? A Mario Brothers animated film in 2023? I think the answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we're here. You're Honestly, killing, you're killing me right now. Illumination. So these are. This was the studio right behind Despicable Me. Yeah. If anyone was going to go for this, partnering with Nintendo, who you know better than me, I is do this, know Nintendo. Is this in like ridiculously? Uh, what's the what's a good adjective for the way they operate in terms of like not <laughs> collaborative? Yeah, they don't care about like I guess who Illumination or or uh, Nintendo. Nintendo. They they're very protective. Yeah. Of everything that they do. Like they do not care about essentially their audience. They're, yeah, they care about yeah. their they care, they care about their property. Yeah. But and they're very protective over yes. it. Yes. So they don't they don't want to do specific things. So for which, that reason, which is one of the reasons I think <laughs> led to this film. Yeah. yeah, that's why I was surprised it was happening at all mm-hmm. with Illumination. So they made this movie that is, in my opinion, the culmination of, of two things. It's one is an incredibly safe story, no risks taken, but also 
it's like incredibly it happened <laughs> incredibly lame incredibly inane yeah you know so let me set the stage a little bit for our listeners for our listener hello listener uh steven's mom yeah (laughs) mario for me is as ingrained as like any video game property pokemon but like i love zelda i've been playing i have memories of of watching my cousin and my brother play zelda when i was like two or three years old like i have and then mario though is is equally as ingrained i my mom used to sneak into our room and play it at night no we were asleep and yeah i swear so i had i have very i have very deep deep memories i've beat mario brothers 3 on nintendo like on the actual nintendo entertainment system i beat it multiple times throughout my life as it's been re-released i love those games i've played almost every iteration of mario brothers ever released i mean the the main the main ones not not like all the little the game boy games and stuff and Mm -hmm. like the the one-offs mario party and mario kart and stuff but but i've played most mario brothers games i'm very familiar with the property very familiar with the games and the character the the fun aspect that it brings and and i love those games i still play them i uh, mario maker was such a i love oh, that yeah. game such a good game gosh so i was really excited for this like the trailers actually made this out to be something that i felt like i was going to enjoy like really? like a lot yeah I, I i i could kind of piece together the plot from the trailer but i was like maybe the dialogue will save it but <laughs> so going into this i was i think i was like overhyped i wasn't spoiled like i normally spoil myself which by the way i keep i keep re-remembering <laughs> why i spoil myself for things because i keep walking out of things going that was fucking awful no, no. <laughs> Happened last time we went. No, what was the last movie I saw? I can't remember. But anyway, Mario Brothers was definitely one of those things. Like I wish I had spoiled myself. I wish I yeah. had known, because I it was it was so egregious. Like it was almost insulting to my intelligence at times. Yeah. Um. With that being said, let's play a song. <laughs> oh my god! Quick, <laughs> and a quick break from our sponsors, <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> I'm gonna play a song called Something. <laughs> it literally is called something by a band called Dayglow to jam. Taking it down, where is the place? Calling a cab, showing up late. Now that it's all already raised, who you be? Your coffee go is harder than Hades. Some people line up to see a Mercedes. Call it a car, then call it a And we're back. We're talking about the Mario Brothers super, <laughs> super failure movie. The what a cinematic event of our time. Uh, so, okay, I was really hyped. I was so saddened by... can't believe you were hyped. The outcome. Well, I mean, I like it's a property I care about. Like, Yeah, but it's a Mario Brothers movie. But I'm walking into T- Detective Pikachu thinking, like, I get to see live-action Pokemon. I'm walking into a Mario Brothers th- movie thinking... 
hopefully this is better than the last Mario <laughs> Villas movie. And I'm, and now, I mean, we're at the point where they have announced an Illumination uh, collaboration with Nintendo for to make a Zelda franchise film. And I'm like, as a huge Zelda fan, I'm like, oh no, like yeah. this is gonna be, it's either gonna be amazing or it's gonna be the absolute worst. So, so anyway, the only reason I would even say that though is because of this film, Mario Brothers. There was so much that it could have done right. If, like, there there was an instance where I'm pretty sure the scene went nowhere, and it wasn't like in a good way, like in a David Lynch film where it's just inducing a feeling or or something of dread or like any kind of feeling at all the dialogue was like hey you can't say that and the person in response is like okay let's go (laughs) like it was just like and it wasn't even in a clever way or in a nonsensical way that made it like surrealist It, it was more like it felt like this movie oftentimes didn't know how to escalate the conflict within a scene and make it work, make the film work as a whole. The best part about the film, well, I think there's a couple. I think the voice casting was pretty good. I, I didn't have a problem with Chris Pratt being Mario. Um, Definitely got outshone by the others. Yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy was Princess Peach. Uh, Charlie Day was Luigi. But the best part of the film was freaking Jacques Bloch. Jacques Bloch. As Bowser, the big bad, the, the everyone knows is Mario's you know, greatest enemy. And then also this little tiny star, this existential nightmare child ready to accept its fate as it approached inevitable doom. Super funny. And honestly, like I wish they could have taken some of that cleverness and put it into the rest of the film. They but, also had, uh, oh, I forget. You... Seth Rogen is also Donkey Kong. Yeah. Did you already say Keegan-Michael Key was Toad? No. Cause I feel like that guy kind of tried to capture some of the star. Yeah. Uh, you know, essence. You're no pun intended. About. Yeah. Because the star power. Yeah, the star power. <laughs> but um, Seth Rogen was an awful choice for Donkey Kong. They even the gave him his laugh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, you know, I honestly really bad choice. Cause I also love the Donkey Kong franchise a lot. Could have been worse. Though. Yeah, could have been worse. Uh, yeah, they did it okay. But I love the Donkey Kong franchise. I've played most of the Donkey Kong games as yeah. well. Country and also uh, 64 which is where the the Donkey Kong rap came from. Really? Oh, yeah. Anyway, I could nerd out about Nintendo for a long time, which is why I really wanted this to be good. (laughs) I can't believe you thought it might be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, let me say, I I thought it actually wasn't uh, that bad, but I didn't expect any kind of narrative prowess here because if we're talking video game adaptations, Mario's never had a strong story. Mario's always been a platformer. Yeah, but this is an opportunity for them to create one. Yeah, but they have nothing to pull from. And even in the case where... They don't need it. Well. No, I mean, they like I like to think that people that are in charge of these things are semi-intelligent. Nintendo? No, no, just any filmmaking at all. And so like for oh. them to be able to just have carte blanche, like, hey, you have the princess, you have the hero trying to fight the big bad to think of like the princess bride like they could have they could have made it clever or like made it interesting no i'm just saying like if someone if someone in charge was actually smart or critical thinking enough to make a good script this could have been a much better film or even if they just cared enough it really didn't seem like there was too much investment in sure the characters yeah i mean and luigi was totally wasted yeah he got thrown (laughs) he was there cast aside (laughs) They they did, a, but the one thing this film did well, I mean, apart from, I think the voice casting was 
mainly decent and jack black had this crazy hit song that we'll get to in a second the main thing this film did well was like it really it did fan service like absolutely bonkers fan service non-stop every like minute or two was like nostalgia bait hook it was like something ripped straight out of the games and it was it was probably familiar to everybody that watched it because it felt like you're watching these games come to life which was cool you know there that aspect of it was cool but mm-hmm. could have gone even further in my opinion like we had a lot of what you said but honestly i feel like if they were going to half ass the story they could have gone further with the fan service like show us different powers we got a couple like the fire flower of course star power we could have had more in my opinion but you know it is what it is yeah and i thought it was surprising how much world building they tried to have i i didn't expect anything coming out of this and i was surprised not by the quality but by not the ambition but like they they actually tried to create a world out of what there was nothing you know essentially yeah from there's also no yoshi yeah, until, well they, the, until the very, very yeah, end. Yeah, funny they just tried to tease it. Spoilers, but yeah, he shows up in like a post-credit <laughs> scene, like they the egg. Did he come out of the egg, or was it like a Jurassic Park where you crack? I think I think it cut to black, and you heard it crack, and then you hear Yoshi guy like in his Yoshi. voice. Yoshi, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't have a lot of good things to say about this, unfortunately. I really wanted it to be good. Like I might show it to my kids at some point, just to share your. Love yeah, my love for franchise. Mario, or just pl- maybe we'll just play Mario. Yeah, but I this it has it's like the most successful animated film ever. I think it's grossed more money than like anything. Yeah, it's Which, crazy. Mario might be the most iconic game name. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but it is it is surprising to see those numbers, and I think I wonder how much of that I didn't actually do the research. I wonder how much of that is overseas. You know, I'm sure it's a lot because, you know, Nintendo is a Japanese studio. I'm really curious to see what, what it looked like in Japan, China, yada, yada. Yeah. Versus America, where it also did well. But and I mean, I, a ton of the demographic was kids like every showing it was packed with kids, which is really cool because in one sense, because Mario is, you know, a legacy character. There's not a lot of great Mario property, in my opinion, coming out right now. But in my, what I'm saying is like appealing to those kids where there's stuff like Fortnite and whatnot, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to me to see as someone who grew up with Mario, that it's got that staying power. And I hope since there obviously is going to be more to come that they, you know, step up and make a more interesting, more compelling story. I just, I I think like in, in a world where the Lego movie came out almost five years ago. That's maybe, true. maybe longer and it and like you know that's it that's a good balance of creativity mixed with um engagement like an intelligence like there's a level of intelligence there that makes it so that the audience is going to react in a way that is favorable for a demographic of all ages you know yeah. you know what i'm well, saying I think, but i think we've seen that lord and miller have are kind of a diamond in the rough when it comes to executing a creative vision that is intelligent yeah, and I, su- I, su- I suppose so so i don't know it's it i see what you're saying but it's like i just i just thought it would be honestly more like that and yeah. and, it, and it had zero of what yeah i'm sorry you phil, phil lord and chris miller bring to a film yeah that's fair uh i didn't i didn't despise it quite as much uh but i i totally relate to what you're saying 
and uh, I did. I don't want to despise it. Like I don't want it to come across like I do, <laughs> even though I think I might. But like it, I just really disappointed me. Yeah, and that's um, fair. You know, when yeah. you're so close to something, yeah. When you grow up with something, you yeah. want you want it to be a little bit more. Yeah. I feel like Zelda. If when they do that, it could be more because they've got more like, something that I'm again now excited about. Thinking about like back to my my very very young youth. Like we're talking three four years old. Mario, but like the thing that's exciting me now about from that age is like the Seth Rogen Ninja Turtles film. <laughs> and I'm I'm kind of like low key jazzed about it and I hope it's not another wash, but you know, it yeah. could be. Who knows? We can hope. So let's you want to talk about this freaking Jack Black song, Peaches? Oh, what do you want me to say? It's peaches, 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 peaches. It's it's also it is also the most like redundant inane pointless song but it's done by jack black it's done by jack black but everybody loves it like the kids just are playing it non-stop it's like a hit song is that surprising though kids love repetition they love that kind of this uh, is a kid this is a kid's movie it is a kid's movie i think that is the first threshold you know what's you crazy to... is i never call even kids movies i never call them kids movies because most kids movies are still made by adults written by adults but they have like a level of intelligence that adults like as they're taking their kids to see it can they can like kind of be entertained or whatever just be on their phone puss in boots is not a kids movie to me it's like it's an it's an animated film i don't think it was any kind of a kids movie (laughs) yeah but like i'm saying like as an animated film you mean i mean like you could see the appeal i feel like it's totally from ball game if you're thinking that, that's about, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Is it's it's not like it, it it could be for kids, but it's not strictly a kids film. Right, right. But know. this is this is like one of the the rare films where I'm like this is a kids movie. It's for kids. I, I watched the DC Pets movie, <laughs> like the one where it's like Superman and his yeah. dog and stuff. Even that was like so much better yeah. than this movie. I don't even think I've talked about it. Like I'm ashamed to say that I went to the theater to see it, but like, <laughs> but like I. It was so much better than this Mario Brothers film. Like, it really just comes down to like the level of writing and the intelligence that's put into it. But this, I'm seemed, curious this how much of that it falls on Nintendo, though. You know, they're yeah. like keeping. No, I and that's what I, I really do think. Like we were saying, because of their gatekeeping and yeah. their their strange kind of like we're playing everything close to the chest and we're not going to let anybody enjoy our characters besides, you know, us. I I I think that's kind of what happened. Like the they must have had a really rough time producing this film. So well, at the end of the day, Stephen, you can't argue with the numbers. And Super Mario, what's it called, Brothers World? Yeah, the exactly. Mario movie has grossed a lar- a gross amount of money. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's but crazy. this song, this song too, is is like the anthem. Like yeah, and how appropriate, you know? Yeah. It's reputation. It's like you said, in I saw like a young girl like at a talent show like play it for her school like no, of, of like seven or eight year olds and no like online oh. and 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 every kid though that was in the room was just like singing it like as loud as they could it was it was crazy. You got to give them credit for totally capitalizing on like the mentality, yeah, the appeal, yeah, of that. Sure. Uh, yeah of what you know the kids of the kids mindset <laughs> you know yeah they yeah. know what they're selling mm-hmm. and they did it they heckin did it they heckin did it yeah with that being said we're gonna play peaches right here oh we are <laughs> <laughs> we have to so here it is
Peaches, peaches, peaches. It's just gay. This one is from my one and only true love, Princess Peach. Peach. You're so cool. And with my star, we're gonna rule. Peach, understand. I'm gonna love you till the very end. Peaches, 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 peaches. Peaches, 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 peaches